Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Success Bug, the only podcast breaking down the net worth of famous celebrities and entrepreneurs and also interviewing entrepreneurs on a biweekly basis. Hopefully, you know the drill by now. Today, we'll be breaking down the net worth of a famous celebrity or entrepreneur. My co-founder, Marcus, will try to guess who they are in the beginning of the episode with a few different facts I'm going to give him, and then we're going to jump in and break it down. So without further ado, the entrepreneur slash celebrity that we're going to be breaking down today is Steve Harvey. Let's do it. This is just totally unrelated, but the whole thing with Facebook changing their name to Meta is insane. Oh, yeah. You saw that? Yeah. Like, I, I, I watched that video and I, I literally crapped my pants. Like, I was like, I don't I don't know if I want this. Like, I was just like, this looks like a little bit too much like Westworld for me. I just see Mark Zuckerberg, like, making his outfit to a digital Mark Zuckerberg in digital Mark Zuckerberg's house. And I was like, I don't even want to see Mark Zuckerberg, like, let alone yeah. a digital Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know I, if I, I can do that. know anything about what they were doing outside of changing the name. I just only knew that they were trying to do like a brand switch and just change. Oh, the dude, name. no, they're they're trying to literally create. A are they trying metaverse. to make like a metaverse? Yeah. Yes, and like that you can digitally like tap into whenever you want. That's literally what Westworld is, which is just yeah, like you can just go into a fantasy land, basically. Yeah, sure. Scary it's stuff. Reality. Scary stuff. I don't know if I want that. Mark Zuckerberg also freaks me out. So I guess that's part of it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that one turns out. If I'll be, you know, fucking clone a few years from now or something like that. Like, it's like how, yeah, like why, why, yeah, why how, how life? deep are we getting into exactly, this? Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, how far are we, re- how far are we really going with this? But yeah, that's, that's so what Westworld is, dude. Like, it's, well, I know, like, I know. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into our, uh, our entrepreneur today. He's a black man in America. Oh. <laughs> Uh, talk to me black man in america one of the most famous people mo- very iconic wears flashy suits his first name isn't actually his first name that we know to it to be is it jay-z it's not not jay-z he's vegan so is he is he like an entertainer or an entrepreneur like a businessman or he like- is that's a good question he's an entertainer he's an entertainer okay yeah. he's flashy okay yep what is what, yeah he used to do stand-up comedy he no longer does stand-up comedy used to do stand who have we covered we covered dave Chappelle, kevin hart uh i take it neither of those because they nope. both still do stand-up comedy. They do both. <laughs> oh, this is good. Okay, so is his is his career comedy? Like, like is that it how he started? It that started in comedy, and then he he's still kind of a comedian and what he does, but he's not he does not doing stand-up. Kind of a comedian. He was wow. once homeless. Oh, <laughs> is this Steve Harvey? God damn it! <laughs> Got it. Got it. I thought that might have been the one, and that was the one. And it was, yep. I just kept my fat mouth shut. <laughs> no, I mean that one. That one was was a little difficult, though, especially in the beginning. It was, yeah, keeping it broad. But as soon as you said a homeless, I was like, all right, like I think only one of them have been homeless. Is Although that, I do, I, I thought that would be a more typical struggle. Like you know, like I feel like that's pretty common. I know a lot of them, especially entertainers. I know a lot of them struggle, but I know homelessness. I've only heard that yeah. one with Steve Harvey, at least out of the group of black. Comedians. DJ Khaled. 
<laughs> but he's not. But, exactly, he's he wasn't Arabic, a comedian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's Arabic as well. Yeah, but I didn't, he was actually homeless. DJ Khaled. He, li- I know he lived in his car at some point. Okay. Uh, so I, I don't know if it was he could have just gotten drunk and fell asleep in his car. Like, bro, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I read that he like slept in his car, so like that yeah. could be misconstrued. No, uh, I know. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily mean he was homeless. I guess he was. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, okay, no, that's interesting. Uh, so he was one of our our more original net worth articles. So I'm mm-hmm. I question if you know his his net worth. I feel like you probably do. I I know it's in the few hundreds of millions. Um, I'm gonna guess like anywhere from three to four hundred million. It's actually two hundred million, which is Damn. still a ton of money. Yeah. But <laughs> Steve Harvey, the television personality and one of America's most beloved icons. He hosts the Steve Harvey Morning Show, Family Feud, Celebrity Family Feud, and the Miss Universe competition since 2015, where he infamously, and no disrespect, Steve Harvey, this was just hilarious, <laughs> where he read the wrong, <laughs> he read yeah. the wrong card. It's like the, he like read Columbia when it was like someone else, right? Oh yeah, like, and I think he didn't realize until like she already assumed that she had won on the stand. Yeah, yeah. she was already crying standing oh, there. Oh my god! Yes. Oh my god! Yeah, that but was, I, I don't think it was his fault. I think they were, I think he was given the wrong card or. He, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he was either given the wrong card or. He had, yeah, you don't just say the wrong the, the runner up. I think he might have oh, read, he read the runner up <laughs> instead of reading the person who won. Oh, my God. That that is a brain fart. Outside of yeah. that, he he's, you know, great. man. He, he has not. <laughs> yeah. missed. I don't think he's missed outside of that. But um, yeah, after beginning his journey as a comedian, his career and net worth has aged like a fine wine. With multiple business ventures, as well as a magnetic attitude, success kind of seems to follow him wherever he goes. In fact, as of 2021, as we just mentioned, the net worth of Steve Harvey is $200 million. Like I said before, his first name isn't actually his first name as we know it. And I actually wrote this one. I don't remember this. (laughs) His name is Broderick. Roderick? Broderick. Stephen Harvey. Broderick. Broderick. Stephen Harvey. Yeah. Broderick. Yeah. Stephen's much easier to remember than Broderick. It is. It is. Yeah. It's, it's a smart move. Uh, he was born in 1957 in Welch, West Virginia. His parents were Jesse Harvey, who was a coal miner at Eloise Vera. When Harvey was young, he and his family moved to Cleveland, Ohio. But little did he know at the time that one day his new street in Ohio would actually be named Steve Harvey Way. That's the name of his childhood street. Wow. Insane. They should have named it Broderick Way. Yeah. Only the real ones know. The only real ones. Um but yeah, I mean, Steve Harvey has referenced numerous times the tremendous financial struggles he faced while he was young. For a while, he really had no direction. He went from job to job. He was really just trying to make ends meet. He was literally a boxer, an auto worker, an insurance salesman, a carpet cleaner, and even a mailman. All throughout the time he was like our age, I guess. In fact, it wasn't until 1985 when he actually decided to just try his hand at stand-up comedy at the Hilarities Comedy Club. So still, even while finding what would eventually be his passion, he was homeless for three years. He would sleep in his 1976 Ford at, and shower at gas stations or swimming pools. So he was really like the definition of the yeah. struggle before the he struggle was, really, was like really yeah. homeless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that's that's advanced homeless. That's, <laughs> that's homelessness. <laughs> that's a PhD. That's a PhD. Yeah. Yeah. That is a honors homelessness. Uh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Summa cum laude. Uh yeah. So I mean it, it's insane that he, you know, has he went. It's just cool that he went to try a bunch of different things. Like he was a boxer, mm-hmm. and a, yeah, just a mechanic. hustler. Yeah, just yeah. trying to see what works, which is yep. like what a lot of people don't 
do. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of entrepreneurs preach, I feel is just like try a bunch of different, different yeah. shit. Yeah. And see what sticks. Yeah. So after years of hard work, he eventually got his big break in the TV industry. After placing as a finalist in the second annual Johnny Walker National Comedy Search on April 16th, 1990, he received the role of host on its Showtime at the Apollo, succeeding Mark Curry in the role. Now that he finally broke into the industry, there really wasn't any turning back. It was kind of his like he grabbed it and he just like held on to it and then never let go. Mm-hmm. And from that point, you know, his success with stand up just led to a starring role in the ABC show Me and the Boys in 1994. Then that led to his own show, The Steve Harvey Show, which aired for six years. And although The Steve Harvey Show was popular among the black community, it never actually received high critical acclaim. Although The Steve Harvey Show never really received critical success, it forged the friendship between him and Cedric the Entertainer. Hilarious. The duo eventually went on to co-host the Kings of Comedy Tour, which also included Bernie Mac and D.L. Hewley. It was a massive success and became the highest grossing comedy tour to date in the United States. So that's really like a just a really granular view of how he became famous obviously but it's it is true though like the the way he kind of you you see a picture of the way he started and the way he ended not ended but mm-hmm. the way he became to what he he ended up being it's kind of insane like it doesn't really happen the odds of that are very very slim no yeah 100 percent. and i'm trying to see here is it was 1985 when he started doing stand-up right so what he almost he was almost 30 at that point 28 yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just it's a straight just like, career, career switch. Like, yeah. Just a straight career switch. And I feel like it's just interesting. You know, at least I know I think this way at times and I have to like reground myself, but yeah, you know, feeling like you're not where you want to be at the age of, you know, we're both like 24, but I even know people younger than me who are like, I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. And then you look at someone like Steve Harvey, who anyone would say like has amassed a large amount of success. And then just seeing like, even at 28, he was just starting stand-up. Like he wasn't even the Steve Harvey that he is today. He'd even start making money at this point. He just started the thing that would make him yeah, famous literally. when he was 28, you know? Wasn't even sure how good he would be at it. Just Exactly, like exactly. Still broke it. as hell, still living in his car, like still has nothing going for him. Like he was bouncing around doing random shit until the age of 28. And then there were like 22-year-olds who were like, I don't have life figured out yet. And it's like, good, you fucking shouldn't have life yeah, figured out yeah. yet. You know, like go try and do some shit. And I have to even remind myself of that as well, because like, it's just so easy to try to compare yourself to other people who are your age, who might've already achieved success. But then you look at people like Steve Harvey or like when we did a uh, JK Rowling who like, mm. you know, they don't really become successful until their thirties. And, yeah. you know, it just regrounds me to the fact that like, Oh no, there's nothing but time kind of in front of you. For sure. And yeah. I think the thing is too, it's like, we we kind of forget that we're we're in it we're like balls deep in it right now yeah like in the like when we eventually are where we want to be like we'll look back at like times like these and be like man like i wish i like appreciated like what was happening at that point like you're mm-hmm. literally just working toward that like this is what it is like this is the whole point of you no, know exactly. this is the whole point of the whole idea like we're like looking toward like other people who have who have achieved i guess success quote unquote but you know the whole idea is this part this is like what's important. Like once you're yeah. there, it's like you're there. Like you just kind of want whatever's next at that point, I guess. Exactly. Like, but yeah, this just is like enjoy like, the journey. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think him, Steve Harvey and, and Gary V also, who we'll probably cover at some point down the line, but like he kind of preaches mm-hmm. the same stuff all the time where it's like just Mark Cuban does too, where it's like just try a bunch of different, different mm-hmm. things, like whatever. Like he's like the perfect example, like freaking mm-hmm. a boxer, a mechanic, yeah. a mailman, like what, what the hell? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. that's like five yep. different careers. 
within like five years. So, mm-hmm. and now he's, you know, the host of family feud. He took that over in 2010 when he placed John, o- he replaced John O'Hurley. I remember when that came out and I was like, what the hell? Like Steve Harvey's <laughs> the host of family feud. Now. Yeah, and yeah. now he's just been it for like 10 years. Um, but when he took over the show, it was actually a disaster and in danger of being canceled. So, but after he became host, it's regularly ranked among the top 10 highest rated programs in all of daytime television and third among game shows behind Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Mm. So in June 2015, Family Feud surpassed Wheel of Fortune as the most watched game show on television and consistently began ranking among the top three game shows in all of television. He now gets paid an average of 10 million a year just for hosting Family Feud. He also makes another 20 million annually annually for hosting his radio show. Now he's one of the richest comedians of all time, alongside people like Kevin Hart, Will Ferrell and more. Insane. I mean, Mm -hmm. some of the key takeaways of Steve Harvey's are pretty interesting because I think one of the first articles we wrote about was like about the law of attraction. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And he's like one of the the biggest uh, the biggest supporters of that. Like he's if you you can look up any video of Steve Harvey and just type in Steve Harvey law of attraction. And he says you can see it in your mind. You can hold it in your hand. And he's one of many celebrities who believe in that or the law of attraction. For those who don't know, it's just the ability to attract into our lives, whatever we're focusing on or our thoughts and Mm -hmm. attention on. So um, the whole idea, I guess, is to use the mind's power to translate whatever's in our thoughts and materialize them into reality. And Steve Harvey has cited this alone to be one of the sole reasons he's so successful. He actually used the book about the law of attraction, the secret. He said, that's the second most important book to him outside of the Bible. Mm. So, cause I know yeah. he's a really religious man too. For sure. Yeah, yeah. He said, I think he said, yeah, it's outside of the Bible. That's like the most important book anybody yeah. should read. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah. And other is give up something to get something. Steve Harvey believes that to realize your potential, you'll need to give up something at some point. So there was a time when he was successful, but not fulfilled specifically during his Kings of comedy tour. He knew he wanted more out of his career. So he reluctantly decided to retire his stand-up comedy career. The decision was difficult for him, but he wouldn't have a net worth of $200 million today if he never made the switch. Mm -hmm. And that's Steve Harvey. I mean, that part is crazy too, because it's so easy to get comfortable and, you know, not want to take a leap. But Mm -hmm. if he didn't take that leap, he wouldn't be worth 200 mil. So it's probably be successful, but maybe worth like 40 million or <laughs> still yeah. a lot, but yeah, but not the 200 is today. It reminds me a lot of Elon Musk, actually. Um, you know, when he sold PayPal, I'm pretty sure the shares that he had, he made around $180 million when he sold it. Yeah. Um, and you know, 180 million is more than, you know, it's pretty much as much Steve Harvey is worth today. Right. You don't have to worry about yeah. working for, you know, a day in your life after that, you know, 180 yeah. million dollars will be fine. But what he does is he, goes ahead and starts three different companies. He doesn't start them, but he invests in them. I think he invested a hundred million into SpaceX, 70 million into Tesla, and then 10 million into Neuralink or one of the other ones that he's yeah. working on right now. But he invested so much, like literally all of his money, every single penny of it to the point where after selling PayPal and being worth $180 million, he was back sleeping on friends' couches. Like that's, that's how much of his money he gave up. Like he'd even like save yeah, enough where he yeah. could afford rent anymore. He literally he just put it all into Put it all into it. And like, look how it paid off. He's like, you know, he might have gone back to the richest man of all time. I know him and Jeff Bezos always switch off, yeah. but he's now the richest man in the world right now. And it's like, but it is that whole thing of give up something like you, he easily could have been content with $180 million and never, you know, had to worry about money ever again, but yeah. he chose to, you know, invest it and do more with it. And now he's worth, you know, probably hundreds of billions of dollars. Yeah. Um, so 
It is. No, I totally understand that saying of give up something to get something. Yeah, it says now he's worth around $275 billion. <sighs> you know, and many of us would probably not sell it. If like, somebody just handed me $180 million, Yeah, you know, right? like your first thought isn't to... So put it anywhere except for yeah. sort a nice car, like uh, you right. know, some vacation homes. Yeah, you literally like it's such an incomprehensible amount of money, one hundred eighty million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like, to be handed immediately, like for exactly. selling something. Yeah, like you wake up in your bank account and you see almost you almost have three commas in your bank account at that point. Yeah, like, it's like uh, yeah, <laughs> like come on, like you know, you quit your job, you move to Tahiti, and you just never have to do anything ever again. But like, yeah, these guys are just you know kind of cut from a different cloth. Steve Harvey being that same example i bet he easily could have stayed in comedy and been totally successful still a multi-millionaire yeah. but he saw there was more that he could do um yeah. but he had to give up what he was currently doing doing in order to get to that point well if he didn't if we didn't talk him down i mean we, we talked him off the edge like he was very <laughs> he was very troubled by yep. at that point and i remember we had to kind of step in and just lend a helping hand where we could and look where he ended up you know you see that's it. i'm letting everybody's listening right now give us a call Give us a call. You know, if you can afford us, you know, you have to be worth 200 mil yeah. Yeah, that's, for us to work with you and talk. That's to a prerequisite. That, that's yeah, it. it is a prerequisite. And we take Please don't email us. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> won't look at the application. Just not at all. You know now. Not at all.